helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show scheduled for you. Today's show is in is a follow-up to the last show that we did on jealousy. This show is is called Evaluating Jealousy. So last week we defined jealousy. We said that jealousy is neither good nor bad, that God himself described himself in Scripture as being a jealous God. But this week we want to go deeper into the subject, the subject of jealousy and look at when it becomes excessive or when when it becomes a controlling behavior and what too little jealousy signifies along with other things that we're going to be covering in today's show but before i get into the rest of today's show let me welcome all of you who are first time listeners thank you very much for joining the life transformation radio show and for you faithful listeners many of whom i have met at events thank you again for joining in to the life transformation radio show for those of you who have listened faithfully every week you know that it's no surprise that Melissa Wagat is here with me as my co-host. So let me welcome Melissa so you can hear her wonderful voice before we go into the rest of this show. Welcome, Melissa. Thanks so much, Michael. It's always great to join you in studio. And I'm very excited to go into part two of Exploring Jealousy and to delve into those issues that we started talking about last week. Right, and I should say I'm a little bit jealous of your radio voice. You have this this thing going on for you that I think comes across very crisp. <laughs> but and you clear. have this lovely Caribbean accent that I think just puts <laughs> everyone in this very relaxed, calm state. It's probably a really great tool to have as a counselor when people are coming to you. They can just sort of imagine themselves on a beach <laughs> in so Jamaica or something. I guess we're equal, and we're both jealous of each other. It's exactly. a good way to kick off the show. Something to offer. <laughs> something to offer. And I, I should say off the top as well, we referenced last week's show quite a bit. If people are tuning in and maybe they missed last week's show there's always a great way you can uh, check out our past shows as well as more about Elam Counseling Services and the ministry as a whole and that's by visiting our website at elamcounselingministry.com Elam is spelled E-L-I-M counseling with two L's ministry.com or you can always give us a call and get a copy of our previous shows at 613-699-1677 and while they're there they also can learn a lot about what Elam Counseling Services is but for those people who may not be close to a computer right now can see what the service is all about can you let them know michael what it is that you do see i got to flip it on you this time normally okay, you flip that, it back thank at you me for passing it back <laughs> to me melissa so elim is a professional counseling organization we provide professional counseling from a christian perspective we have a number of therapists on staff who is trained and ready to speak to you about just about anything that you might be going through. So if you'd like to get help, give us a call at 613-699-1677. One thing that sets us apart from other counseling centers is the fact that we are Christian and we approach everything that we do from a scriptural perspective. Another thing that sets us apart is that we try to tailor make our our fee to suit your budget. So if you ha- if you need help and you have been 
putting it off because you're thinking, I just can't afford it. Give us a call. We might be able to help you. And this brings me to the importance of donation because one of the ways that we are able to offer a sliding scale fee is that we are counting on your donations to be able to do that. So if you have listened to this show or you have benefited from this ministry or members of your congregation have benefited from this ministry or family members of yours have benefited from this ministry and you haven't given a donation, please consider giving a donation to this ministry and no amount is too small. And again, to make this donation, you can go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. There are also a lot of very interesting and helpful information on our website. Lots of videos and, as Melissa said, podcasts of all our past shows. We have very close to 150 past shows that we have done that you can access by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. That just made me think of how many hours we've spent together, Michael. Uh, The other thing we wanted to remind listeners of is our healing retreat on June 9th to 11th. As we've announced previously, it is full for this round, but we are asking those of you who listen faithfully and believe in the power of prayer to please keep us in your prayers that weekend. Please pray for those who are going to be attending that they will have breakthroughs in their lives. They'll have emotional and spiritual healing that will take place over the weekend of June 9th to uh, 11th at Providence Point in Lanark. If this is something that you had really wanted to attend and unfortunately just didn't get around to signing up, we do encourage you to give us a call or check out the website because we will be having retreats coming up in future. I believe the next one is in November. Am I Correct, Michael? Absolutely. Um, So you can get your name on that list as well. These are great weekends where breakthroughs do happen, and we really believe much of it is due to the power of prayer and people uh, holding us up in prayer that weekend. So please start praying now and pray for us over that weekend of June 9th to 11th. So today we're talking about jealousy again. And And, we really evaluating jealousy in particular. Going into what is it all about. And last week, we, as I said, we talked about jealousy, what it is, what is not. It's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing in and of itself. Um, it just is. But having too much or too little, as in everything, can have its consequences, right? Absolutely. And go ahead, Michael. Yes. And I think it's very important for us to know what is excessive What is an excessive amount of jealousy? Because I can just imagine that maybe some people who have listened to last week's show will start saying to their house, see, you're you're too jealous. You know, Michael says that jealousy is neither good nor bad. And so my jealousy is okay. And, you know, you just have to live with it. But today we want to go a little bit deeper into, into that and look at some specific ways in which you can know if your jealousy is excessive. So on that end, are there litmus tests, are there things we can do to look at is jealousy excessive? I think there are, there are four ways that do you can know whether or not the jealousy that you're experiencing is excessive. And one, one of the first tests that you can do is what I call the role reversal test. And this role reversal test is saying, if I were in my partner's shoe, would I be, be would I be jealous of that situation? Like if the roles were reversed and she was doing what I am doing. For example, if you are a guy that likes to look women up and down and, and you feel that there is nothing wrong with it, 
by by looking with these lustful eyes uh, and you know uh, spending uh, too much time just looking at women in a, in an unhealthy way you should ask yourself in role reversal if the situations were flip and my partner was to do the same sort of thing would i be okay with that so i think that's one of the the first tests you can do the second test is what i call the objective third party opinion so in this test you 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 could ask yourself what would an objective third party say or better yet you could get an objective third party and say you know this is the situation that just played out on sunday we were in the cafeteria after church i was in line i was behind uh, a, a female member of the church and we started a conversation the conversation lasted for about 2 minutes and my wife was furious when we got home that i was flirting with this person even though all we did was have a conversation do you think that there is something wrong in talking to someone in a line in a public setting like that and i think most of you know the answer to that an objective third party would say you know what there's nothing wrong with that you're in a public setting it's okay to talk to members of the the opposite sex you're in church you're in the cafeteria what's wrong with that there's nothing wrong but i i'm saying this is a very important test to do because after you have been in a situation for many years or for a while where you're bombarded with this sort of accusation over and over and over again it gets to a point where you're not able to be rational anymore you 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 start doubting yourself you start believing that maybe i am i, I am flirting maybe there is something wrong with that because you have been made to feel that there is something wrong and i think the key as you said is getting that objective opinion that someone right. that's removed from the situation that can really see the big picture and hopefully take those blinders off right. um that may have been built up over the years. Absolutely. And I think another test that you can do is to this test what what I call, you know, whether or not it's pervasive. So it it it's the pervasive test. You can say, well, my partner is my partner insecure and jealous in other areas of well. And if you can answer to this question and say, you know what? Yes, my partner is also jealous is not just about the opposite sex but if i talk to my mother for too long on the phone or i talk to any relative for too long or any friend for that matter it becomes an issue then you can start knowing for sure that there is something else going on there that the person is insecure in every area of life it's pervasive it's not just in one area it transcends to many different facets facets of your relationship and if you if you do that test if if you run that test and you find out that that's true then you know that there there the jealousy is excessive and then the the final way in which you can tell if jealousy is excessive you should ask yourself do i have a history if you're the one being accused over and over again of cheating or of of flirting you should ask yourself is there any event that has happened in this relationship that justifiably caused my partner to not trust me so of course if you have had affairs in the past your partner might not trust you talking to uh 
a, a female a member of the opposite sex in in the line because they might be triggered to think oh there it is it could happen again and so if if you do that test and you say you know what i have been faithful in this relationship there has been no affairs no affair has happened they've never cheated on my partner but yet i keep getting accused of cheating then you know that this jealousy is excessive and so I think that really paints a good picture. In terms of things like tests, do people need to have all the elements of your test to, I, I guess pass is probably a, the wrong word, but to, <laughs> to signify that jealousy is excessive or is even just having one or two I of think those things? Even, even one. I think if you go through these four tests and, and you start realizing that there is one that doesn't quite meet the standard, I think that is saying that there that should send off an alarm bell that this jealousy that you're experiencing is excessive. If you go through it and they're all four, then you have even stronger reasons to start saying we need to get help because there is absolutely no ground here. There's something drastically wrong with my partner. There is there are very deep roots of insecurities that could be affecting why my partner is jealous over everything, not just even members of the opposite sex, but over my mom, over anybody that I spend too much time with. So are there patterns of behavior that you see when someone has excessive amounts of jealousy going on? Yes, I think there are some behaviors that, that we can know for sure whether or not the person is being controlling and possessive. And I, I've come up with a number of behaviors. And let me say, let me preface what I'm about to say by saying that controlling and possessive behavior are not always overt and people are controlled, manipulated, and and uh, tra- treated in in possessive ways without even realizing that's what's happening. So one of the one of the covert way in which possessiveness and jealousy takes place in relationship is sulking. So you're in a relationship. Just picture this scenario: you're in a relationship with someone. You know, you get invited out to a girl's girl's night. You go out with your girlfriends. You come back home and then you realize that your partner is sulking. They're extra quiet and you go, what's wrong? And you get the answer, nothing. Why are you not talking to me? I just don't want to talk now. And he goes silent for a few hours or for a few days you go out again and the same thing keeps repeating over and over and over again. After you have gone through that pattern for a while, before you know it, you will stop going out with your girlfriends because you realize even though the person has said nothing directly that he's hurting or upset over you going out, you get the message loud and clear. And eventually you are being manipulated and controlled and possessed by that kind of 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 sulking behavior. And I think the hard part with that is you say it's very covert. So you yes. can fall into that pattern relatively easily and may not even be aware that it's happening. Yes, yes. What other types of behavior do people utilize? Well, there's a more overt kinds of, of behavior, controlling behavior, such as complaining. So a person who constantly complains about uh, for I use the example of someone talking to someone in the line, being friendly to some to to a cashier, 
at the in the supermarket, just any kind of behaviors that you do, the person complains about it and give you a, a hard time for 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 being friendly or just talking to someone else. That that's a controlling and possessive behavior because what the message that they are sending you is that I want you totally for myself. I am so insecure so that I cannot withstand the, 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 the sight of you being friendly with anyone else, and especially members of the opposite sex. And, and so complaining is an overt kind. Another overt kind of behavior is threatening. And this is where you're in a relationship and someone threatens to leave the relationship if, if you continue to to be friendly to people that you meet, or they might threaten you with violence. Th those kind of behaviors, threatening behaviors, is also possessive behavior because what it is saying is, is that they want to keep you in this box whereby you do exactly what they say or else they are threatening to break up the relationship. And I think it's very important for us to clarify here, Melissa, that last week when we talked about jealousy being a good thing where it has been shown to be uh, good in, 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 in producing what we call mate retention behaviors, that in this case, when it gets to be this excessive controlling kind, it has crossed the boundary into being dysfunctional. So this is not just like putting your arm around your partner because you feel threatened by someone flirting with your partner. This is now going to the extreme where you're now making life miserable for your partner. And another uh, another controlling behavior is what we call restricting. So restricting behaviors where a person might physically hide the car keys or prevent you from going through the door, literally block the door. These kind of restricting behaviors uh, are, are very prevalent in, in toxic relationships where there's a lot of jealousy. Another restrictive behavior is fi financial restrictions, especially if you are not the person who is the breadwinner in the household and you're with a, a jealous person who is possessive, then by restricting the means that you have for funding, that person can use that as a way of restricting and controlling your behavior. And the final type of restricting and controlling behavior, no, not restricting, but the final type of controlling and possessive behavior is belittling. And by belittling, I mean where someone uh, insults you, tell you, uh, call you derogative terms just because you're talking to someone of the opposite sex in, in, in a totally safe place. But I think in, in the spiritual uh, sense, in the Christian circles, belittling can take on spiritual forms as well. You know, if you were really a, ma a man of God, you wouldn't be doing that. Or if you were really a woman of God, if you were really reading your Bible more, you wouldn't be talking to this person. Or if you love God, you wouldn't be doing that. Mm -hmm. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. If you happen to miss the first part of today's broadcast, which is Evaluating Jealousy, we encourage you to check out our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always give us a call at 613 699 one six seven seven. 
So, Michael, we were just talking about different types of controlling behaviors and how that these can sort of exhibit as an extension of excessive jealousy. Mm-hmm. Are there other types of controlling behaviors people use? Well, I, I think these are, are the main kinds that we see. But I, I think what I would like to touch on as well is that when when you see these behaviors, they 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 come from somewhere, right? And uh, th- these controlling behaviors are usually because of bitter roots, right? So I think I've touched on sulking, complaining, threatening, restricting, bel- belittling, and and these are all meant to to isolate you and to keep you away from from others, and t- this person wants to keep you to themselves. And I think that's really key here to look at the the reason why, because for some people, I'm sure they're being told, "Honey, it's because I love you so much." I want to keep you for myself because you're so special, right. or you mean so much. But it, mm-hmm. it's not—it's not about that, is it's it? It's not about that. It's—it's it's about insecurities, about bitter roots, and I think these kind of behaviors are there for a reason. And I think there are usually a, a number of different reasons why people become extremely jealous in in, in in these kind of toxic ways that we are talking about here today. And one one possible ways that this emerges is if someone has been abandoned in childhood, someone, for example, who were were given up by parents uh, for adoption or were abandoned by both parents or one parent. I'm not saying in all cases, but I'm saying that in many of the cases of extreme jealousy that I have seen in my practice, at the root of that extreme jealousy, it, it, it is some form of abandonment. And the second, the second thing that is usually at the root of these extreme form of jealousy is where there might have been neglect. So the person might have been might have had both parents around, but both parents were gone all the time. They were never interested in what is what is going on in 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 the person's life. And so this child, this person has grown up being neglected. So when someone that they love speak to someone in the line in a cafeteria, those feelings of being neglected is triggered again. And so they, they are acting out of that childhood pain. And I think that, that, that another uh, childhood boon that this may have come out of is where there is a parental pattern. If one, one partner was, was, was one parent was belittled or cheated on over and over again and you're witnessing that as a child and you feel powerless to do anything to protect that parent and you you, you hear the quarrels and the fights, then when you're in an adult relationship, you are on high alert because a part of you is saying, I don't want to relive what my mom went through or I don't want to relive what my dad went through. And so you're likely to be to be. To, to be very vigilant and see danger where none exists. So if someone's listening and they fi- are fi- identifying with a lot of what we've talked about thus far today, what should they begin to do? I think it, it's very important to realize that in some of these things that we talk about, there is the, there is the need in, in, in some of those situations for professional help, right? So professional help can help you identify what the childhood wound is, because even though I have touched on some of these in general terms, there are many times when people do not even realize that they have been driven 
by these things and they, they'll justify themselves. They'll say, no, I'm not jealous, but my partner has a problem and they will put mm -hmm. everything on their partner. But I think if you're sitting with a skilled therapist who understand uh, how to how to, 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 to assess the issues, they can help you to see where that root of the pain is coming from. Because a lot of time, the, 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 the pain that drives jealousy is not coming from the present. It is coming from the past. So thus far, we've talked a lot about excessive jealousy in relationships. What about if you have the opposite going on, where you're just not having any jealousy whatsoever? Well, I think that too can be as a result of, of childhood wounds, because as I said last week, there are some situations that you should be jealous. And I've seen bizarre things in, in my practice where, you know, I'm going, hello, when were you going to see that there's something wrong here? Now, you know, I'm talking about individuals who allow their their spouse to go away on weekend with a member of the opposite sex and they're sharing the same hotel room and, you know, they, they're not jealous at all. They think this is quite okay. And I'm saying that in, in some case, there should be jealousy. And where there's lack of jealousy, it could mean a number of things, Melissa. I think one of the, the things that it could signify is that there is a fear of conflict. Some people are so so uh, manipulated over the years and they are met with anger every time that they speak out that they give up, they shut down and they become very passive. It could also so mean that they, they have been manipulated in, into, into believing that things which are inappropriate is appropriate. And so if you have a childhood wound that make you desperate to feel love and to want to belong, then it's possible that you can surrender your your God-given feelings of jealousy that should come up in some situation just for the feeling of wanting to be in a relationship with someone who say that they love you. And so I, I think that they, they are not the other way that this could that the a lack of the other thing that a lack of jealousy could represent is disengagement from the relationship. In other words, some people have tuned out of their relationship a long time ago. And as a matter of fact, some people are are happy when their partner is is gone with with someone else because they they don't care it gives them time to to do what they want to do and they might not come out and say I am happy with this or I don't care or it gives me time to do the same thing when he's gone but there there are times when partners have become so disengaged that they, they, they don't care about the relationship. And so a lack of jealousy could signify that your relationship has, 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 has died, the passion in your relationship has died, and there is the need for serious help. So I, we're, we're quickly running out of time here, Michael. So any last thoughts or words on this important topic from you? Well, I think it, it is such an important topic that I, I think one of the things that you should begin to do if you, are, if you have listened to these last two shows on jealousy, I would say go over the shows again and begin to identify what you can see in your relationship. Is there controlling behavior? Is there possessive behavior? And, and begin to assess your own self. Am I being jealous for no reason? 
Are there childhood wounds in my life? Has I, have I been neglected, abandoned, or was there severe uh, childhood trauma that I experienced as a result of seeing what what one of my parents went through because of infidelity? And if you do that self-assessment and you realize and and, and you you have come to the conclusion that your jealousy is excessive, and I think the next thing that you should do is to get help because usually if you get to the stage where there is excessive jealousy, then you need help. If you're on the other hand where you are just become so passive because you're manipulated to believe that things that are inappropriate is appropriate, or 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 you find yourself that you lack self worth that you can't stand up for yourself, I think you need help as well. So give us a call at. 613-699-1677 and we'll be happy to talk to you. Thank you so much, Michael. It's great to join it you today. It was a pleasure, Melissa, being here with you today. And again, uh, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. And we pray together that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. Mm-hmm.